you can never overcast culture. Uh, they, they say until people are making fun of you or finishing your sentences, that you probably haven't said it enough when it comes to, to mission, vision, and culture and those things. I think organizations that run really well and that stay true to the mission that they started with are organizations that have somebody at the top that is constantly staying true to those core values and culture and vision. This podcast will help with that. All right, let's do this. Welcome to the first ever Ordinary Men's Podcast. I want to welcome everybody listening, the two of you, my mom and, and <laughs> my mom and my wife, probably be the only people that listen to the first podcast, but that'll change over time, I'm sure. I hope. Let's hope. But uh, yeah, I just want to welcome everybody to the first podcast. My name is Jeremy McCommons. I'm the volunteer director of Ordinary Men. You're probably wondering why would I say volunteer director. I say it because I think it's important that we all know that we're all volunteering together. Nobody's asking anyone in Ordinary Men to do anything that we wouldn't do ourselves. So I'm also a, a businessman that God placed a vision on my heart to start this ministry called Ordinary Men. And, and I hope I can bring a different perspective than maybe someone in full-time ministry or somebody that's been through seminary or some other things. Not that there's anything wrong with that, of course. But I do believe there's a different perspective that may come from just the ordinary guy. So as we get started today, we have a guest with us. His name is Noah Smith. Noah is the first and only current employee with Ordinary Men. So I just want to introduce Noah. Noah, how are you, buddy? Hey, good. Doing, doing awesome. How hey. are you doing? Um, I'm nervous. Yeah, you're going to be fine, man. This, this is a, the first of many and, you know, Everything you start off with is is always uh there's always nerves nerves involved, but you know it's gonna be good. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, you know, like if my son listens to this, he's gonna be highly critical. I say that because well, yeah. it'll probably be like I said, my mom, my my wife, my son. Yeah, maybe, maybe you. you you'll probably time. listen to it when you edit it. Yeah, a couple times, maybe <laughs> maybe two or three. Good, we'll have ten likes. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> No, honestly, great. I think it, I think it's going to be great. Hey, Noah, tell me a little bit about what you do for ordinary men, and kind of uh, how you got uh, got to us, and 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 what you do what you do on a daily basis. Yeah, for sure. So I'm the communications director um, with ordinary men, and uh, apparently ordinary women as well, which is really awesome. So I do everything from graphics and creating content and thinking through strategy and all that stuff. I I've been in ministry really since. 2006 and highly involved in church and full-time ministry for nine years working in an awesome church. But, you know, I think, I think for me, it was got started in my life through graphics and, and content creation. I've always enjoyed it. And I did that in the church and then, you know, transitioned to really looking at, it was kind of a weird situation where God kind of pulled me aside and and really had one of those what I always call like a fireside chat you know you, you always for me my dad would often like growing up he would have fireside chats where he'd bring me in and be like all right son we got to talk about this so I would say that with God he had that fireside chat moment with me and kind of said I want you to start pursuing people and stepped into leading groups and leading. That sounds a little. Um, that sounds a little weird. You're pursuing. It, it is. Weird. <laughs> You're not like a stalker. Are 
no, no, no. He, he, you mean like yeah, spiritually, he, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Let's, yeah, that was. Let's make that, that really clear to. to yeah. <laughs> let's make that clear to our audience here. Well, okay, it, good, good. Like for some people and and uh, white bands. No, that wasn't the case. It was uh, it was more just like go towards people, and um, which led into conversation with you and what you were doing with discipleship and. You know, for me, like that was that was been my heart. Like that's been my heart for years, and being able to do that, create content, and get this thing going. Um, you know, it's interesting. We we talked about this, you know, months ago, you and I, about um, promise keepers and the effect that it had on our families, um, and and really like it kind of started there. And you know, now we're we're I feel like it's the next generation doing that. So it's been it's been awesome. It's been it's been a good ride. Yeah. So a lot of people listening uh, may not know what Promise Keepers was. It was a movement of men in the was it early 90s, probably. I don't know the exact yeah. date, but it was actually started in Colorado by uh, a football coach at University of Colorado. I think his name was Bill McCarthy. Is that right? No, am I saying that right? Uh, well, I always say Paul McCarthy. So yeah, it yeah, wasn't, I think you're, I think it you're wasn't right. Paul. I know that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did not start Promise Keepers. <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, and it was a, it was a huge movement of men. It was arenas, uh, football stadiums filled with men, uh, throughout the country. And we just haven't seen a movement like that since promise keepers. In fact, promise keepers started back up, did a virtual, um, event a couple weeks ago. And, uh, it's now being led by a man named Ken Harrison, which actually lives in Colorado Springs. I hope to connect with him in the, in the future. I've been playing phone tag with him a little bit, but um, yeah, so uh, we both experienced Promise Keepers as kids, and it was it was awesome. And I'd love to see another movement like that. Hopefully, ordinary men is that uh, in the country in the future. So, well, why that's do you great. Think, why do you think it? Why do you think? Uh, just out of curiosity, from your perspective, why do you think it, it hasn't been a movement? Like, why? Why is it like? And I've been thinking about this lately. Is why do you think it? There's been like this pause for for men rising up and leading their homes. Mm, I think that's a whole nother podcast probably. Um, but, but might as well go down that trail. Right. Um, I don't know. I think men have been marginalized in society. I think society wants to marginalize men, especially men of faith. Uh, they want to restructure the family unit. Um, I I won't get too, I won't get too in the weeds on the first podcast. (laughs) Uh, but I have a lot of things that I could say about that, but, yeah, we just need to see an awakening, uh, especially within the church and uh, among uh, men that are believers, uh, an awakening of our faith. And and um, I'm just prayerful that ordinary men could be could be part of that. And uh, yeah. hopefully, hopefully that'll be the case. Um, but yeah, I thought, you know, it'd be good just to explain why we're doing a podcast for ordinary men. Um and uh, and then maybe you could ask some questions around it, Noah. We could just have a yeah, quick discussion sure. and, and then talk about kind of the future uh, of what it'll look like. But um, first of all, I mean, this is not something that feels comfortable for me. Uh, I, I would say it's not something that I would otherwise ever do, uh, except that I feel like that God put it on my heart uh, to do it. And um, so if you're listening today and you're being challenged in a way to do something that you don't feel quite equipped or that maybe uh, you feel like maybe you're not the right person to do it. I felt that way from day one with ordinary men. 
And now I feel that way today as, as I'm doing this podcast with Noah. But um, I think that's the epitome of being an ordinary man. I mean, we talk about ordinary men throughout the Word of God. Uh, we're used by, by God and Jesus to, to advance the kingdom in mighty ways. It was rarely the highly schooled or the highly learned or uh, the perfect, because there were none um, other than Jesus, that, that made um, great movement within the kingdom of God. And so it's really just about putting our excuses aside and stepping into what God has placed on our hearts and trusting in him that he'll give us um, the knowledge and the words and, and the things to say in the moment. So that's kind of where I'm at in this podcast. I just know it's what he's calling us to do. And so uh, hopefully you guys will be patient as I, I fumble through. Um, but another reason that I think it's important and one of the reasons I think God put it on our heart is it's a, it's a way for us to connect uh, the smaller groups within Ordinary Men. And if you, you don't know about Ordinary Men, you can always check it out at theordinarymen.com. Uh, read through the website. If you have any questions, obviously contact us. But uh, what we are is we're, we're, a, we're a number of small groups led by uh, individuals that have been through ordinary men, but we're also part of a much larger group, uh, men in Illinois, men in Col- Colorado, men in Virginia, <clears throat> that hopefully will be in many other states in, in the near future. But I think this podcast is a great way to connect those those individual groups of eight to 10 men into a, a, a large organization um, and to, to, to create um, a critical mass, let's say, uh, where we can start having regional events and, and national events and, and, and hopefully uh, walk in, in, in the wake of, of what uh, Promise Keepers had done in the past. So that's one of the reasons we're doing it. Uh, another reason, um, I think it's just a great way for me to express thoughts and uh, to create a platform uh, to speak into OM uh, holistically. The, the problem with the challenge, not the problem, the challenge with ordinary men is we are spread across the country. We are many individual groups that we don't get to see each other on an individual basis face-to-face very rarely. And because of that, it's very important to have a unifying platform that uh, we can we can communicate, I can speak you know, vision and culture and bring passion and, and, and just have something that allows us to listen to on, on a, on a relatively frequent basis that ties us back to, to the larger vision. And so that's my hope, uh, with the OM podcast. And so, uh, that's what we're going to try to do. Um, what do you think, Noah? Yeah, I, no, I think it's good, man. That, we, we, you know, we've talked about this for a little while. And so, in fact, I actually was thinking about this. So, um, you know, and I didn't say this in my story, but the reason why we got connected was my wife actually worked for you uh, for a bit. And I remember there was there was something there that you you were passionate about discipleship. You were passionate about the church. You were also looking for a way to to get some of the things that God's been teaching you out. And so, I mean, that was gosh, what was that like? Four, five. Gosh, it must have been longer than that. It had to have been like eight years ago, right? It probably was eight years ago. Yeah, that's crazy. So it's awesome to see that it's like it took it took a vision for it eight years ago, but now it's coming. It's coming to full life, and that's awesome. Um, I, I do have some questions that I'd like to to shoot your way because you were talking about this, and you're saying you know being an ordinary man means that you know we are willing. So what is that? Um, you know. 
even when you may not feel comfortable, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean to you when you say being an ordinary man means that we are willing? Yeah, I think, I think we have an issue, uh, in, in, um, our, in the Christian faith society, let's say, I don't know about society Mm -hmm. in general, but within our faith where we almost use this, uh, uh, we use an excuse, but we use it in a way that looks like humility, right? So it's yeah. like, well, I would do that, but I'm, but I'm not a good speaker, or you know, I just don't know the word of God in the way that I should, or um, you know, I, you know, almost like, uh, almost like this. How do I say it? Uh, it doesn't. That doesn't sound like humility, but it's almost like a. Uh, well, there's somebody better than me. I, I'll step mm-hmm. aside so that God can use the right person. And, and I think that's actually pride. And so we have a, a session, Ordinary Men, um, it's called Excuses or No Excuse. And uh, it centers around a, um, a plaque that my, I don't remember, it was my third or fifth grade gym teacher had up that, that would say excuses or no excuse. And it's always stuck with me. And, and it, it centers around that, that whole thing where we make excuses about why God can't use us. Right. Well, he can't. I don't, I don't know the word. I mean, all those same excuses we have. We don't have time. Don't have the knowledge. I'm not smart enough. I'm not a good enough teacher. I'm not a good enough speaker. Like all those things. And it sounds really like you're being humble, but really what you're doing is being prideful. And the reason that is, is because your focus is on you. And that's what pride mm-hmm. is, is when you think, when it's yeah. all about you. And so all of those excuses are centered around you and your ability. But when we're willing, we put our focus on God and his ability to work in and through us. So now that's true humility. It's saying, uh, yeah, I, I don't really know that I have what it takes. Um, I'm willing to put myself aside and I'm willing to trust in God and I'm willing to let him work in and through me. And if he wants to do something, he can do it. Right. And so I think it's just a change in mindset and um, it's hard to get to. And it takes a lot of courage every time. But, but I've yet to see a man uh, in Ordinary Men that, that stepped into leadership that felt like they were ready. But I've also yet to see a man that stepped into leadership that didn't do an amazing job and that life change didn't come from his group. Good. Yeah, no, no I mean, that's really good. You, you also said something about connecting small groups to a large vision. I mean, that, that sounds really awesome. But how does that, what does it even look like? Like, you know, we, we, especially when we talk about, I mean, there are tons of organizations out there and they're all about like trying to get people back connected together. What does that look like for ordinary men? What does that, what does it mean? Well, I mean, it's a challenge, uh, for sure. Uh, I, I mentioned some of the challenges before, you know, I'm sitting in Colorado and then we have groups in Virginia and Illinois and, and in Colorado and then COVID hits, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it's been and, fun. and then you, you try to connect people through that, you know, it hasn't hurt our overall uh, mission and what we're trying to do. We, we started as online. We, we, our first groups ever were online groups and, um, completely virtual. So it was easy to go back and it was built around a virtual system to begin with. So that wasn't difficult. The problem again, it's not a, it's a great problem. All right. Uh, there's, there's, what do they call them? High class, right? what do they call them? High class problems. This is a high class problem. So class, yeah, yeah. yeah, first class. Yeah. The problem is we're growing and as we grow, people become more and more disconnected to the core. 
And so how do we, how do we maintain that? Now, this still isn't a face-to-face engagement. I, I completely get that. I'm not trying to create something that doesn't exist. But, but it does allow people to hear the voice of the organization, which is myself right now. Um, it doesn't need to be in the future, and, and it's, it's not a prideful thing. It's just that's what it is. So right now it's my voice, and, and, and I'm hoping that as I talk through things and as we talk through issues and, and life that most of what we talk about will be pointed back to what we're doing, and I think that will, it will connect people to, to know that you know if you, without the podcast – um, you could go through a group and never hear from, from the organizational side. And so that'll, sure. that, that does that. And then the other way that we're going to do it outside the group is we're going to start having regional directors and, and, or regional function directors at least. And we're going to start putting together regional events that we can get people together. And when you come together and you have a group of eight guys in your group, and then you show up and there's a hundred guys at this event, you realize that you're part of something much bigger than just a small group. And so that's yeah. how I see it in the near term. And then we'll get better and better as we go, obviously. Well, you've already done some of those events, man. And I was a part of the one that you did here in, in Virginia. Um, it actually was the one that got got me inspired in the first place to, to start a group was you had a ton of people, a ton of guys get together, have barbecue. And um, I feel like you were behind the grill. I'm not sure if that's true or not. Might have been, might have been your other buddy. But, no, it was um, Mark, my business partner. Okay, that's yeah. what it was. It was Mark. But it was it was awesome because you had like all of these guys like get together and we're all cutting up and just having a good time, and then like and then there was a, at some point where you kind of spoke a little bit about what you were doing, and just gave opened up the floor for anybody to share what was going on in their heart, and it was crazy to see the amount of people just stand up and just speak about their marriage, speak about their loneliness, speak about and and just be able to say like this is what it's done for me in in the last. Uh, year and to hear that was inspiring for me to be like this is exactly what I've been looking for I've been looking for this so I think those those events probably are are um, are more impactful than you even think they are I mean they start off as hangouts but then all of a sudden it becomes way bigger than that yeah that was that was a great um, yeah that was a great event and uh, like I said we would have done three or four more since then but you know COVID kind of kind of got us, but it's got everybody. It's okay. We'll, we'll yeah. work through that too. But um, yeah, we're going to do better in the future. And, and this podcast is only part of that, but it is part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's an extension, right? That's right. So how do you, uh, what do you think? What do you think this podcast is going to look like? What do you think you're going to have? You're going to have like, um, I'm sure you'll, at some point you'll have uh, presidents and czars and bishops and but what, oh, yeah. I, those are all really ordinary. No, I've already right? got a commitment from the president. Um, oh. <laughs> of of the local homeschool network. Um, there we go. <laughs> it was really hard to get that president to <laughs> <laughs> commit to that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, the the future. Yeah, I hope to have some some names on here in the future. Right? Who doesn't? It's a podcast. It'd be fun sure. to have have some uh, big names, but I don't think that's really the goal. Um, yeah, it's really about expressing a, an ordinary perspective. Um, in, in a way that maybe is not heard. And, and I think some of the most fascinating people and some of the most fascinating stories, especially when you look in our faith, are coming from just the ordinary, right? It's, it, we all think we yeah. need this platform. Like, oh, if God would give me the platform, then I could do something for him. Like if I could just, I used to think when I was a kid, if I could be a professional athlete, then I could really yeah. do Like as if God needs my platform, 
right? Right. He doesn't need me. He'll create a platform. If I, if he needs me to do something, he'll create a platform for me. If he even needs that, yep. you know, like the duck dynasty guys are great examples of that living on the river, making duck calls for, you know, at the region, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people, right? God gave them the platform. So, um, my point in all that is I, I just, I'm really looking forward to in the near term, just getting some ordinary men and women on the show and talking through their life journey and, and, and not like a boring, like, I, I think I, I want this podcast to be fun. Um, yeah. there, there may be times that w- we just tell a lot of funny stories and laugh it up and, and hopefully it's enjoyable and entertaining. Uh, but I have a feeling, um, every conversation will go back to something with the Lord because as believers, it seems like every, even if it's a funny story, if it's a tragic story, whatever it is in our lives, there's always an underlying lesson that, that God has placed on our hearts. And so that, that's how I see it. I think it's, I think it's going to be, I hope to have a lot of fun with it. I hope it's entertaining. I hope it's, it's not this topical. And if, if you like topical podcast, that's great. <laughs> if you do a topical podcast, go get it. But it's probably not going to be a topical, like uh, follow a script podcast. I, I hope to cut it up. I hope to, to laugh at each other and, and, and at the same time, you know, entertain and, and hopefully get something that will point us to Christ in, in each podcast. So that's how I see it. And uh, we'll just see how it, how it progresses. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I know that we're going to, we're going to talk maybe just briefly about the next, couple of podcasts and, and what you got going on there so uh definitely stay tuned for that but um you know it's just getting back to this you know you know do you feel that like casting vision and culture is important i mean i know like from from my perspective and in being in church uh as, as a full-time staff member and then you know not being in church as much now um with the exception of volunteering and stuff, vision and culture is often talked about. It is often talked, it's kind of a, the leading thing for the church right now. It seems like it's the, the hot, the, what do they call it? The hot, uh, I don't know. We'll cut that out. So (laughs) when in church, we, as far as being a staff member and things like that go, I have found that there's a lot of time spent on leadership and casting vision and culture. And for me personally, I've been wondering like, why is that so important? So just from your perspective, especially when it comes to ordinary men and leading that, why is it important to you? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's really important. As I mentioned before, I'm first a businessman before I did any of this and, and still have businesses, et cetera. I, I, I think not just in ministry, probably even more so in business that the, you can, you can never, you can never overcast culture. Uh, they, they say until people are making fun of you or finishing your sentences that you probably haven't said it enough when it comes to, to mission, vision, and culture and those things. Uh, I think organizations that run really well and that stay true to the mission that they started with are organizations that, that, that have somebody at the top that is, that is constantly staying true to, to those core values and culture and, and vision. And so I hope that this podcast and, and, and will will help with that. See, here's, here's another one of those challenges we talk about. And these are all great, by the way, challenges are life without challenge would be pretty boring. Um, but one of the challenges is as we grow, like we, we are in a pipeline. So, so think of, 
think of organizations as pipeline or platform, right? They're either building a pipeline uh-huh. or they're building platforms. And we're not really building a pipeline. We're not asking people to, to come into this system and, and there's, there's one person on the top and, and he's kind of directing everything and everybody kind of is going towards this pipeline mission, right? And that, that's not really what we are. Those are a little easier to maintain culture and vision and mission because everybody's kind of in the same pipeline, moving in the same direction. It's a little more difficult, I believe, when you're building platforms. And that's what we're doing. So Ordinary Men creates a platform so that when God puts something on your heart, you can step into this platform and you can, you can affect change in the lives of your sphere, right? And so that's awesome. That's what I want to create. I want to decentralize leadership in Ordinary Men. <clears throat> the challenge with that is, you know, the first, the, the first uh, uh, group I lead, and then we have five leaders out of that group, well, th- that's pretty close to the core. Well, then they lead a group and they have a couple leaders. Well, they're getting further away from the core. Well, you can see by th- third or fourth generation, you could really lose the culture that you're trying to create, and you could, you could have groups looking much different than the vision that God's put on our heart. And I think... One of my greatest um, uh, responsibilities as uh, director of Ordinary Men is protecting the vision because it's not my vision. It's a vision that God put on my heart. And I know that because it wasn't anything that was in my mind before he started putting it on my heart. It wasn't something that's been, I've been thinking about for years and, and wanting to accomplish. It was, it was almost an overnight thing. And so I think it's very important that I, I protect that. So how do you protect that? Well, you protect it through continually casting uh, culture and vision and mission. And I think, although certainly I don't want this podcast to be about that every time, but uh, when I talk about things, I'm always going to go back to that stuff. Like one of the cultural values we have is high challenge, high grace. So when you hear me talk, you're going to hear high challenge, high grace in, in me probably every podcast. Uh, even if I am talking to somebody on the podcast, I may challenge them right at the podcast. And, and my, m- it's important that we keep that front and center because in our faith, we've kind of gotten away from the challenge aspect. And I think that's one of the things that the board men, men really like challenge. Men thrive in challenge. And when we look at Jesus and the word of God, like he was just full of challenge constantly. Right now he's full of grace as well, so we can't have one. With, we can't just have. We can't be all lopsided one way or the other. So anyhow, it, this is just a, an example of things that we'll talk about, and I think it'll be important, especially as we get further and further away from the core or the center, or I don't know what I'm trying to say. The the, the original group, um, and and the less actual uh, um, influence that I or people in the organization will have on those individual groups. It's going to be important that someone is casting that vision and culture on a regular basis. And that's what I hope that this podcast can do as well. Yeah. And, great. And, yeah. Good. No, <laughs> I just cut you off, man. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, You should be. You, I, it's just terrible. It's one of the things I do. <laughs> I, um, but Hey, listen, I do have, I, like you said, decentralized and it just caught my attention. Do you feel like uh, as a, it, it, all right, so I'm, Again, in and out of full-time ministry, you know, uh, myself. As a senior pastor, if I came in and I listened to that, you said decentralized. Do you think I should be scared? Do you think that's something that I would be like, oh, I don't know if I want anybody listening to this? 
What What's your perspective on that? Well, I could see, I can see where you're coming from, uh, where, where someone would maybe feel challenged by that or threatened, but it's, it's not, it, it, it still requires leadership. Decentralizing leadership still requires someone to lead at some capacity. And really what you're doing is, is just like, um, I don't have the scripture verse in front of me, but I think it's, where is it where Paul talks about preachers, teachers? I, uh, I think it's in uh, 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 Ephesians. Yeah. yeah, I just said that yeah. Ephesians. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And so, really, <laughs> good job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I need that on my computer in front of me. I could have Googled it and looked really smart. I, uh, well, you are. We'll just edit that portion and just say Paul said it in Ephesians. Yeah, yeah, do that, do that. <laughs> It'd be perfect. And then put the actual verse references too with somebody else's verse. Yes. <laughs> Great. We use a woman's voice. <laughs> yeah. everybody. Nobody will even notice. Yeah. Um, but you know, he talks about that that he gave teachers, preachers, prophets, you know, and it, it, to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry, right? Yeah. And so that's what decentralizing leadership looks like to me. It doesn't mean we don't have those people. It's not that the equippers is really what we, we call ministers. What we should call, what we should call ministers is equippers. And what we, what we should call those being equipped as ministers, because yeah. that's, that's what it says. It, he equips the saints to do the work of the ministry, right? So that to me is when we, when we, when we start, that's decentralizing leadership within faith. What I mean is we now give people the tools so that they can go out and they can minister and they can disciple those in their lives versus always having the default of pointing them back to someone else. Does that, does that yeah. make sense? Am I, am I, yeah, totally. Yeah. I think it kind of goes to in line with, uh, and I think it's in Hebrews. It talks about, uh, milk versus meat. I think there's a session we talk about that yep. in ordinary men as well. So, very good, man. Um, so is, it, is this relevant for everybody? Is it relevant for women? Is it relevant for, I mean, we kind of touched on it with pastors. Or is it relevant? Is this a podcast specifically for those who are in groups or for somebody that, I mean, I, I'm definitely going to send it to my mom, but yeah, yeah. We, can, can mom listen to this? Yeah, make sure she likes it and subscribes. Likes uh, and subscribes. I, yeah, know I think that's, 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 I think that's what I'm supposed to say. That's what every other podcaster says. Like right. and subscribe. Yep. Yeah, so make sure you guys do that. Um, but no, I, I certainly hope it's not just for people and ordinary men. Um, and, you know, it's going to be geared more towards men. I'm a man. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak like a man. I'm probably going to say things that are more relevant to men. But at the same time, we have ordinary women, which is really just a, a, a branch of ordinary men. It's the exact same organization. It just has women behind it versus men behind the ordinary name, right? And so I would hope that, that women would listen to this and, and get the same, uh, bringing them back to uh, something bigger than just their, their, their group and such. But I also hope that, that just men will listen to it that aren't even involved in ordinary men. And that's why I want to make it, I want to make it so that it's just not all about like this culture of what we do or, Hey, this is about our groups. Or, I, I don't really want it to be like <laughs> an online meeting for OM. I, I want it to be relevant to just the ordinary man and woman, uh, more specifically, probably men in, 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 in their, in the world that, that can listen to something and say, man, I relate to that. 
Cause that guy kind of, he, he's, he's more relatable to me because he's been through what I'm going through. He has a business. He knows what it feels like to, to, to have the, the struggles I have, or he's dealing with the same thing I'm dealing with, or, you know, um, I, I don't know if I'm being queer in that area, but my, my point is I, I certainly hope it's not just a podcast that ordinary men, people that are in the organization listen to. I hope to make it relevant for anybody that's a believer or anybody that just wants to be entertained by great stories and, 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 and great conversation with, yeah. with, with a lesson involved. Right. Cause I think every story has a lesson to have. Oh, for sure. The way, the way that I don't know, uh, if you haven't talked about this yet, but, um, the way that we came up with ordinary women was we actually extracted a rib from the ordinary men and oh, got people life into it. That's how that works. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. No, that's very, that's, uh, that's, that's very that's spiritual. Biblical. That's very yeah. spiritual. Yeah, and so the rib is uh, representative. Rep- wow, representative. Yeah, it's representative of um, vision. Really? No, I'm, I'm just messing. Yeah, of course, dude. We can. I I can spin it if you want me to. Yeah, no. Let's uh, let's move past that. Spiritual. Let's get past that okay. before before we lose the two people that are listening. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, it's been awesome uh, talking yeah. with you. Well, I agree. Um, it's been about 30 minutes now. So let's, I'll tell you what, let me, let me just wrap up the podcast with uh, a little, um, a preview of what, what may be coming next. And so, um, if you know me, uh, you know that I love to hunt and I love to fish. I love the outdoors. And so I am heading into the elk woods in the near future, uh, to archery elk hunt. And, um, when I do that, a lot of times I will, I will bring camp on my back and I'll stay for three or four days at a time and just sleep in the mountains and eat dehydrated food, do the whole nine yards. And a lot of times, uh, a lot of great stories come from that. And, uh, you have a lot of time to spend with God in the mountains. And so what's really cool about this time is, uh, the first four days that I'm going to be in the mountains this year, I'll be in Colorado uh, I have a gentleman from Illinois named Terry Rexheimer, and he's going to be joining me uh, on the hunt. And he's also an ordinary men's group in Illinois led by my brother. And he has quite a story, great testimony. And uh, so I actually have some really lightweight podcasting equipment. Sure, it won't be the greatest quality, but I think it's still pretty good. And uh, we're going to do a podcast up on the mountain probably after a day's hunt. So we'll probably have some pretty funny stories to tell. And um, yeah. It should be amazing. We're going to be far away from any civilization doing a podcast. So that'll be really fun. Then I head to Wyoming and, uh, again, middle of nowhere, Wyoming. And I'll be with another uh, ordinary man at that point that was part of the original ordinary men's group. His name is John Weems. And uh, we'll be doing some elk hunting there. And he doesn't know it yet. But... I'm going to break out the podcast equipment on him too, which is pretty funny because John is a really quiet guy. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this before then uh, because uh, the only way that he would do it is if I, if I kind of uh, snuck it in on him. So, but we'll John will have a special edited version. Yeah. Yeah. Send him <laughs> the special edit. Make sure this doesn't come out until the like seventh or eighth of September and then, then we'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah. So make sure you guys, uh, pay attention for those. Those will be, uh, we're already doing a few things different right away. And uh, I think, uh, even if you don't hunt, even if you don't fish, if you don't care about the outdoors, I think you'll find it pretty fascinating. The stuff we talk about, I'm sure we'll talk about some of our hunting and, uh, some of the challenges we're having and 
talk about all the miles we hiked and probably exaggerate some things, make ourselves sound way tougher than we are. You guaranteed me that the podcast with Terry that I was going to learn how to noodle. Isn't that right? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, we call it hogging. hogging. Some people call it noodling. If you don't know what that is, you just have to tune in and find out. I just would say that Terry is a master hogger. (laughs) Sounds so wrong. I don't, I I mean, that alone, that soundbite may end up getting us a lot of subscribers. Yeah. Terry is a master hogger. Put that, put that in Google (laughs) or wherever it goes. As you guys can tell, I'm pretty tech savvy. But yeah, uh, I go on Instagram. Yeah, it, Insta, Insta, what? Um, Instagram, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Um, as I said, we're gonna make it fun. Hopefully, uh, the future podcast will be a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. Um, we'll we'll just it'll be something you want to listen to because it brightens up your day. It makes you a little more lighthearted. It takes some stress out of your out of the uh, need to listen to a a leadership podcast or a, uh, a podcast on, on, uh, you know, predestination or, you know, maybe we'll talk about some of that stuff, but we're not going to get crazy deep into it. And, uh, yeah. So hopefully it's just something that you, you want to listen to because it brightens your day, makes you laugh, brings a smile to your face and it challenges you to spend more time with the Lord and, and find a place of deep intimacy with him. And so, uh, yeah, keep tuning in. We'll get better and better. And um, I appreciate you guys listening. All right. That's been awesome. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Yep. See you, everybody.